Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is Popping Culture. My guest today is comedian Mona Bender. Uh, she performs in North Carolina, South Carolina. Uh, if you get a chance to see her in your city, please go out to see her. She's hilarious. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it was great drive up from Charleston today. Um, I'm super excited to be here. Nice, nice. This is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Uh, the topic you chose was cannabis. Cannabis. Uh, <laughs> but before we get into the topic, uh, whenever I have comedians on, I like to ask one question. Um, a lot of people like to focus on bombing, but I'm more focused on seceding. So when was the first time you killed and how did it feel? Oh, um, I actually never thought about being a comedian, but uh, I've always been hilarious in social situations. So I've been pretty much slaying crowds since I was like six or seven. And that's always been something that I enjoyed doing is just making a room full of people laugh. Nice, nice. Uh, the first after starting was just one night at the Purple Buffalo. If I had. Know, if you bring the mic just a little bit closer, it's like, just so I can pick it up, your voice a little bit better. Yeah. Sorry. Right there. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, but it was, I had recently started and I wrote, you know, my first jokes that I had actually sat down and worked on. And it just, the room was great. There wasn't a packed crowd, but everybody in the room laughed and that was, that was it for me. I was pretty much done. Nice, nice. Um, uh, nice. And like I said, I've seen you kill plenty of times, but you're very funny. Thanks. No problem. Truth is the truth. Have anything you've done before compared to that feeling? Um, not really. Uh, I did ghost tours downtown Charleston for a while. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but that was something that I kind of hammed it up with a little bit extra and it, it got good reactions. Nice. Nice. Uh, I don't know why that was funny. I was just like, uh, stand up ghost tours. It's like, uh, maybe it's the same thing. It's kind of similar. Um, because they're not there for facts. They're just there for a good story. So if you tell the story right and get the punchlines where you need them, people laugh and have a good time and tip you money. Nice, nice. I did one in Savannah, and um, midway through, the guy was just like, and this, look, we don't know if any of this happened in the house, but what they tell us is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he broke character completely. He had like this like old clothes on and everything. Yeah. And like the story didn't make sense. I guess he was new to the job. Yeah. And as he was saying the story, I think it clicked in his mind like, I guess this may was, not happen. Like probably bullshit. Yeah, like, he, like, like yeah. I, I don't think he kept that job for long. If I'm guessing, no. but uh, the, no. I, and the story was something about somebody like hanging themselves, but like couldn't hang themselves and jump back in the house and jump back. It 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 was too many steps. And Implausible I, at best. Yes, and he was yeah. just like, let's get to the next location. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, you have those nights doing that, and then but you also have people that are like googling on their phone while you're trying to tell a ghost story i had to talk to a guy i was like sir because he was date checking me like the third of may date checking me and i was like sir this this is a ghost tour for entertainment purposes <laughs> like i need you to stop fact checking me on a ghost story this man paid fifteen dollars. He did for something he could have googled himself. Apparently, I don't know. He had extra time on his hands that I would not have had. It'd be funny though. He was with the company. Like, hey man, she ain't been saying what we wrote down. <laughs> we, <Right. Yeah. laughs> she, <laughs> a spy. Yeah, 
Every un- that'd be the worst undercover boss episode Corporate ever. Snitch. Yeah, that's the worst undercover boss episode ever. I own this company, and actually, yeah, no, but he was he was like ruining it for like kids. I had like 14, 15 year old kids that were on it, and they have fun. Yeah, I was like, dude, do you want my job? Yeah, <laughs> they pay me to do this. You can like. He was by himself. Well, he was there with his wife and a small child. So, like, I don't know why they were there, because the kid was, like, three and not enjoy. Like, no three-year-old wants three year old? to walk a quarter mile around downtown Charleston, like, ever. Why would you bring a three-year-old to that? That, that, no, no, that is, hmm. Yeah. My only bad review I ever got. And it was uh, that gentleman because oh. he did not have a good time. Well, I, I would have worked for the worst review ever. If you're yeah. going to fact check me, that yeah. is not. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've missed the entire point of what we're doing here. Yeah. like I hope nobody ever does that with my jokes. Like I, Right. Like I, I have a few friends that are assholes, but I have a good bit of friends that are assholes. Most of my friends are assholes. But I'll be damn one of my friends like, that's not even how that happened that night, I Mike. I wasn't even, you weren't even there. I told you that story. I carried Shut you up. out of the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple of them. Yeah, this is a, this is not the same. You're mixing characters up. <laughs> You're shedding good light on yourself yeah. right now. And, and I, I don't said, know if I appreciate it. Maria, you, I, not, you, I told you to get your bitch ass in the car. <laughs> this story. Where are you, man? <laughs> I, I, I have one joke I used to tell, and I, and, I, and I was the other person. But, um, yeah. yeah. I was like, man, I can't make myself look bad. Like, <laughs> uh, It's worse when the person you're telling the story about is also a comedian, and then yeah. they correct you immediately after you tell the story. Oh, yeah. Or either that or, like, you both guys have the same, like, the same joke with the same story and be like, ah, man, which one of y'all are telling the truth? Like, these yeah. Are, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a kind of a figure out their side and my side and then the middle. Yeah. 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 That happens a lot. That'd be crazy, though. So both of y'all puked. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah basically. That's how this story worked. Yeah. Okay. So the topic you chose was cannabis and how it's influenced pop culture. Yes. Um, any special reason why you chose it? Um, honestly, cannabis, weed, pot, whatever. You know, I'm not going to list every name. But uh, it's it's been something that's greatly helped me in my life. Um, and it's something that has a very wide reaching effect on pop culture and culture as a whole. Um, and I just, I'm a huge advocate. I think, you know, obviously it's not, it doesn't work for everybody, but it does more harm than good or does more good than harm. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that in general, it's something that more people need to think more about. I I agree. Um, I I take a few. Bi- I take a a good bit of CBD mm-hmm. um, gummies, and it really helps out. And uh, I I truly believe we should legalize marijuana, yeah, if not absolutely. just for uh, people with health issues, but so we can finally get these roads fixed. Yeah, so we can get the roads fixed, and so people will quit being dicks all the time. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people in my life that should probably just take a toke and not be that way. 
You think they'll stop people stop everybody from being dicks? I feel like it would slow it down, but people will still be not like, everybody. A dick's a dick. Yeah, but I dick. I've seen it work for a lot of people. Um certain relatives of mine have come around to the idea of trying it and it's greatly reduced the dickishness at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I'm a huge fan. Dickishness. The dickishness. Yep. The uh, just absolute dickishness of it all. As someone in the medical field, I do. I am like a hundred percent behind cannabis. Like people need it. Like I don't think everybody should smoke it, but like when it comes to digesting right. it with edibles, yeah. I'm hundred percent behind it. Um. So I see you have notes. Yeah. Um. Due to our topic and me being um pretty scholarly about our topic. I had to write down notes because I lose the plot sometimes. Well, I'll, I'll let <laughs> just, you kick it off. I there. drift off every once in a while. Um, I don't know. Like you mentioned, you're a medical guy. Um, I was raised by a nurse, and she obviously got her nursing license way before anybody was talking about uh, cannabis being a healing thing in Western medicine. Okay. But its earliest use and influence on us was medicinal. Like it was a healing thing. It was a spiritual thing. And I think that's, you know, we think about pop culture and weed starting in the sixties, but I mean, we've been growing pot for like 10,000 years. It was one of the first things that we felt the need to like actually cultivate so we were like, fuck it, I can find a berry anywhere, but let me bring this shit with me. Yeah. Because there might not be anywhere I'm going. That's true. I, I would love to meet the first person who's like, guys, we just add fire to it. Yeah. 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 Like this, you know, we can soak it in stuff, but you know what would be even cooler is if we set it on fire. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Like yeah. that guy was great. Yeah. Good stuff. And then they met a tobacco guy and they were like, why, why, why is he popular? You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, why is this tobacco guy? Why does anybody want what he's selling? Yeah. He's killing people. Yeah. <laughs> These people are dying. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's been around as long as we've really had a civilization. And that the, the prohibition aspect of it is really what's new, like, in the grand scheme of our history. Like, it, even if you talk to, you know, like, my grand... My grandma's in her late 70s. She can remember her mom telling her stories about like cocaine powder being sold at drugstores and shit. And like you'll see like the old medicine labels and it's like 47% cannabis sativa. And you're like, holy fuck. No wonder nobody was coughing. Like you're too stoned to cough. But it's just, it's. The medicinal aspect of it isn't new. It's just the acceptance of the medicinal aspect of it within this society that we've created. And I I think that's good. And I think it's super necessary. Because, like, you see these kids having seizures and shit, like, and then it stops. Yeah. And they're not, you know, they're not on Oxycontin. And, like, the idea that 
it's been okay to prescribe narcotics to children for so long for things like that. Oh, you can't trust doctors. Like you <laughs> yeah. can't doctors are like for the highest bidder. Yeah. Like less than a hundred years ago, literally less than eighty years ago, do you had doctors like saying, "Yeah, cigarettes are fine for you." Cigarettes are great. Yeah, like you is like is you, you. Yeah, like that was a real thing. Doctors really said that. Yeah. So yeah, you can't trust like, like yeah doctors. Like, like and it's it's the the whatever is available to know at the time, you know. They're always finding out different shit, but like, it's the fact that now in the, like, and when we were growing up, like the two thousands, like they give kids the most fuck shit. I, I was on Adderall, hmm. which is pharmaceutical grade meth, basically. Yeah, yeah. I and see, like, I... you don't want to prescribe cannabis to a child because they might get stoned. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know. What else do I have here? You have a good bid. Yeah, I just, I gotta take notes or I'll lose the entire plot and just be off railing against the system for 20 minutes. Um, Comedy, of course. Like, you can't have a conversation about comedy without, first and foremost, Cheech and Chong. Yeah, when it comes to, like, cannabis comedy. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and I mean, like, even if you're talking about, like, early stand-up, they come up. Yeah, of course. They're huge. Yeah. And, you know, 80 million other stand-up comedians that wouldn't be able to get a set written down without yeah, that's true. getting stoned. At me. At this guy. Yeah. I can't. It just focuses. Yeah, I mean, you let me hit your pen. Um the last time I did a Purple Buffalo, like literally right before I got on stage, I hit it. And yeah. then I got on stage and I was like, it was just a carefree set. Like it was just like, yeah. I, like I, I, so I, I forgot, I think I did like nine minutes, but like it felt like three. Yeah. Like, and, and I was told that I did amazing. It's just, it's so much easier. But I have no idea. <laughs> like what Purple Buffalo is, you got to go up those two weird steps. Yeah. And like I almost fail. And then I got on stage, grabbed the mic and like, I was like, okay, yeah. this is this is gonna be smooth selling. If exactly. I bomb, I won't know. I won't care. Yeah, I would not. But yeah. thank goodness I didn't. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you for that. Of course. Um, I mean, to go back to Cheech and Chong, did you yeah. know? Because um, at this time they had a, a turntable, so they had record big record players. Yeah. Um, in their albums, in the vinyl albums, they had uh, rolling papers in them. Shut up. With Cheech and Chong, yeah, you can still buy I the original know that. ones. And That's I, I think hilarious. they have reprints where like they still have the same like. Cheech and Chong, but I think now maybe hemp paper back then. Hemp were, papers, yeah. of course. And that Cheech and Chong, and they were rolling papers. That's fucking great. Yeah. I didn't know that yep. actually. Um, but I don't know how long you stay in Columbia, but uh, Stretch and Spin, I think they they still have a few of them reprints, not the new ones. Oh I know. yeah. And those have um a few rolling papers in it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not necessarily staying long today. Yeah. Um, I gotta go prepare for the festivities tomorrow. I got you. Leave the milk and cookies out for Snoop Dogg and all that. Nice. But uh, I, I'm oh staff, yeah, that's I, right. Yeah. Tomorrow be four twenty. But uh, yeah, um, I I come up here fairly frequently now. I've got friends in town that I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, and then I caught back up with them, so I'm coming back and forth a good bit now. Nice, nice, nice. Um, but another person when it comes to comedy, um, have you seen the movie Super High Me? 
I have, but the memory of seeing it is a little bit foggy. Yes. Uh, I think the guy's name is Doug something. I forgot his name just FS, but uh, he's a very funny comedian too, and he's like he really is a good advocate for like marijuana. Yeah. Um, another comedian, um, oh, his name just escaped me. He's a comedian. He he's also um, very uh, famous for being an atheist. He has a, like a, um, a show. I want to I want to say HBO uh, where he talks politics. Oh, word. Oh, man, I forgot his name. He's, he's really old. He's an old guy. I do a lot of uh, avoiding listening to comedians talk about politics. Yeah, me too. I, <laughs> I try to avoid politics. And yeah. try, unless I hear something that was like, whoa, that is not good. Let's yeah. not. Yeah, unless we have to pause and rewind, yeah. I, I generally kind of leave it on the table because. Yeah, I, ne- I never try to put in my, my m- set. Most yeah. people don't want to hear my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to. I try my best not to put politics in my set yeah. unless it's something that I know everybody will laugh at. Right. And even if you don't laugh at it, it's probably because you're like. It's probably because you're fucked up. Yeah, yeah. You're that, you're that 1% that was like, you know what? That was okay. That was okay for that to happen. <laughs> that um, was acceptable for that to happen to that person. Yeah. Oh, bro. No, yeah. I, I, how did that happen? You know? Yeah. Um,. When it comes to uh, music, uh, music, lo-fi, do you know what that is? I'm pretty familiar with lo-fi. I do smoke. I also do a few other things that make lo-fi something that I've come across once or twice. Um, I like to space out and look at lights. Uh, So I recently, it was the funniest damn thing, I found... A lo-fi of, it was the crazy, it was like the bathroom at a party in 2006. Okay. And I was like, this is the wildest. And it really, it was just like background noise of like some all-American rejects being played in a different room. And I actually kind of spaced out of that for a little bit. Nice. I'm more like the coffee shop, and I do like the Fresh Prince Wi-Fi. If you guys ever get a chance, I think it's on Spotify and YouTube, but it's like this Fresh Prince Bel Air. Nice. Um, lo- lo-fi, not Wi-Fi, lo-fi, and it's pretty good. But even before then, um, I, I would say 70s, that was a big time for yeah. when they embraced it. And even now, uh, I think Stoop Dogs and Willie Nelson are two artists that like, they have like albums dedicated to just like oh yeah they did a song together yeah. that i really enjoy it's called my medicine yep um it was my ringtone for the longest time i like that song too yeah like you can't you can't move an inch in music and even like going back farther like cab calloway yep. like in the 40s with the big band and all that he's got a song called reefer man yeah and it's just hilarious. But now, if you look back, it's even another song I think around that time called "The Dope Peddler." Yeah, like you, there's like a whole genre of like early jazz that's just like reefer music. Yeah, yeah. I and like. That, I even like the parody music. Like yeah. there's one song called um, "I'm Growing Marijuana in My Yard," which yeah. uh, if you haven't heard it, please get a chance, guys, to listen to it. It's hilarious. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I mean, like a lot of parody songs. Another parody song I heard was um. Marijuanaville is a parody to um, Margaritaville. Oh, yeah. So. That sounds great. I'm going to write that down. I want to listen to that. Okay. I made it to the note sheet, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah, when you even when you get into, like, mixing comedy and music, like, 
we're about the same age. I'm sure by the time you were in middle school, you knew all the words to Colt 45. Yes, Afro Man. Like, Afro Man, because I got high, like, I watched an entire bar full of people lose their minds because somebody was singing because I got high on karaoke less than a week ago. Yes. Like, and scanning the crowd briefly, there were plenty of squares in the room that had never, not once, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's so pervasive that it's, it's, it's everywhere. I love the fact that I love the song, but if you ever just paid attention to the lyrics, it is very depressing. It is a horribly depressing song. Like, I, like I, it wasn't until maybe, like, when I got in my, like, my late 20s where I was just like, Oh wow, that last that last verse hits hard. This man ruined his life. Yeah, now I'm jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> like I think I'd have stopped it before that. Yeah, you I, know? I think it was interfering way before you yeah, let on. Yeah, but uh, the whole time I listen to that song now, I'm just like, no, this is crack. This, this is, is crack. this man is on some different yeah, shit. Weed yeah, we just never led nothing. No, like this. no, this is not how potheads yeah. live their lives. No, 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 we always have something to eat. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we're real protective of like our limbs. Yes, uh, very much. You can't light a bong with that, yeah. you know. Some smokers are not, not too protective when it comes to their teeth, but definitely their body parts. That's true. Yeah. My dentist is big on like, hey man, your gums, and I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I keep coming to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fix them. Six months, I come Fuck. to you every six months. I have not missed the appointment. It's like, your job to yeah, fix that. Yeah. Oh, you're doing great on your teeth, but your gums, like, uh, I know. I need you to look at them. Please yeah. make sure they're okay. Thank you. Yeah. This is a uh, do you, your job. Yeah, you should be happy that you have a repeated customer. So yeah, <laughs> you are a need, not a want. Yeah, like, you should be proud that I keep coming here. Yeah, like yeah, you should be like, yep, he's coming back. And um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and like you said, comedy and music play hand in hand. Uh, Adam Sandler, I don't know if you're a fan, but like yeah. a lot of his music has a lot to do with marijuana. Yeah. Um, um, he has a song that never fails to make me cry about his dad. Yeah. And there's a, a verse in it about his dad finding mm-hmm. weed in his drawer or something. And it just cracks Stand me up. Stand the man. Yeah. I love yeah. that thing. Yeah. The name of the song, Stand the man guys. Definitely check it out. Oh yeah. We're dropping gems today. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're dropping real gems. It's a guys. whole entire playlist. To this. Yes. Oh yeah. For real. <laughs> <laughs> Episode. It's a, it's a track list. Don't worry about it. Yes. You guys are welcome. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the fact that majority of people are gonna watch this episode high. Like that's that's what I'm gonna love the most about. Yeah, nice. Um, it's, it's always a good time to have me on. Yes, people anytime, are gonna be stoned. Yeah, any, anytime you want to come back, just let I'm me know. Here. Any, like I said, anytime you want to come back, just let me know. Um, when it comes to movies, what's yes. your favorite movie to watch high? My favorite movie to watch high. Hmm. So we are going to talk about one that's one of my favorite movies to watch high. Um, but I actually really enjoy watching, uh, it's a Wes Anderson movie uh, called The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. I, see. I Just the way that he films and the, the cut scenes that he does, it's always great to just be stoned watching it. And it's a great movie by itself. Yeah, I, I love it. Ray Fiennes is great. Um I don't know the actor who plays Zero, um, but just the whole movie is great. I love the way Wes Anderson films, um, and the the plot is just, it's humorous to yeah. me. 
Wow, that's, and it's a great film, man. Yeah. God. Wow, that's you're lucky. That's great, yeah. man. Also, uh, Reefer Madness is a really fun one to watch if you're absolutely baked. The original the, or the, the like '30s propaganda yeah. Yeah. movie. Yeah, they made a, a, a remake, which was just to make fun of the old one. Yeah. And so yeah. for the longest time, I had only known about this this remake, which I didn't know was a remake. Yeah. And then like eventually, someone was like, "No, no, no! It was it in black and white? Like, no, it's not. It's in color." So I finally got to see the one in black and white, and I was like. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure this scared people back yeah, in the day. Yeah, oh, it absolutely did. As like, much as it's a comedy now for us, yeah. back in the day, I'm pretty sure this was some terrifying. Yeah, yeah. like especially if it's like something new that you've met. Because I grew up in the middle of nowhere, and we would hear like three years later that drugs were coming through major cities that were finally like starting to trickle out to where we were. And, like, you know, when bath salts first started happening, it was like, oh, God, you're going to eat somebody's face off. And, you know, I it's the same thing. It's like the the propaganda, like, making people terrified that one hit and you're going to axe murder your whole family or something. Like, it's yeah. – and it worked, too, yeah. because I my grandparents, up until fairly recently – and, I mean, they're boomers. Like, they were – 20 in the 60s you know they were young adults when all the hippie stuff was going on and they were like nah that shit makes you crazy i'm not touching that so so when you say middle of nowhere you mean like i live 30 minutes away from something or courage the cowardly dog um Courage the Cowardly Dog. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Because um, I joke about, like, I grew up in a little town, but, like, I realized how close I am. I was to Columbia. Like, I was four, I was 40 minutes from Columbia. Yeah. So I, I respect now when people are like, no. Walmart came through and took everything over. Yeah, like, less than 10% of the country lives more than 20 miles from Walmart, and we were in that. Oh, oh they're now at Walmart left Winsboro now. So, yeah, yeah, they're, they're kind of like that, but not really. <laughs> Like we there, there's a, a Walmart in Orangeburg, and that's a 30 minute drive. And there's a Walmart in Manning, and that's a 25 minute drive. You can might as well just shop at Sam's at that point if you ain't never, you know. Basically, if you're gonna have to hitch up the horse and buggy to yeah. go do anything, you might as well get like six months of toilet paper at that's, a time. Exactly. That was a lot of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like COVID before COVID, right? Get all the toilet paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, if a hurricane was coming, yeah. all the milk, all the eggs, yeah. French toast for days. Yeah, buy a chicken if you have to. Yeah, yeah right? So I am jealous because you have an amazing, great movie that you watch when you're high. Unlike you, I have a movie that you should never watch um, sober, whether without alcohol or <laughs> cannabis uh my favorite movie to watch is osmosis jones yes and if, the little pill dude yeah right? if you have not seen the movie there's no <gasps> reason to see it now Just, nah, but when you're get stoned and watch it if you get stoned and watch it you'll be like this is pretty good this is good it's uh, very exciting to yeah. see what's going on you'll in be there. like oh my god chris rock is a is fighting this immune system. Bill Murray's mm-hmm. in this movie. Why? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Dear Bill Murray, yeah. why? Yeah, money. I'm pretty sure him and money. Chris was money. Money is the answer. It was not to win any awards. 
nobody nobody finished this movie it was like you know what kids are gonna love it <laughs> this is gonna be a winner yeah <laughs> see you guys at the oscars no. yeah <laughs> none of that happened at that after that movie um so a lot of actors talk about smoking weed what actor would you like to smoke weed with oh my god um there's actually two that are tied and I would like to smoke weed with them together okay. if I could possibly manage it. And it's uh, Matthew McConaughey oh. and Woody Harrelson. That makes total sense. Yep. That makes total sense. If I could get those two dudes in the same room and like all get high, that would be the best day for me. Nice. 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 That's nice. Yeah. Um, well, we're comedians, what's, who are two comedians you like to smoke with? Oh, comedians. God. Um, Probably uh, Burt Kreischer. I'd love to get stoned with Burt. Um, I just feel like he's the guy that does entertaining things when he gets really, really high. Um, and then also, uh, Tommy Chong is probably the person I would most want to get high with ever. Nice. Um, but beyond that, like he's at a certain caliber of comedian and stoner. And I don't think I'll ever get to make that jump. Um, but I'd probably like to get stoned with any of the guys from Workaholics. Nice. That would be fun. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's funny because, like, for me, it's... Well, I say it, but, like, <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I was thinking, I'm going to go with the first two names that popped up in my head. Uh, the first it. two people I want to get stoned with is... Uh, Comedian Matt Addy and um, comedian oh, Pudgy and um, Doug Doug Allen. Oh, you mean like people we know? No, 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 oh, no. Okay. It could be anybody. It can be anybody. But like, I didn't think any celebrity when I went to comedians. I was like, <laughs> I was like, just comedians I know popped in my head, and I didn't want to like fake it and be like, no, nah, I want to fucking smoke with like Dave Chappelle. Like, no, those are the three names that popped in my head that like I totally can do. Like, it'll yeah. be, it'll, be, it'll, it'll, it, I could, it'll get, it'll probably get done. But like, yeah, those are three, three comedians that popped in my head. I was like, you know what? I know they smoke, and that they're probably cool. Yeah, I've I've actually smoked weed with all of the comedians I know okay. that smoke weed. So uh, that's dreams achieved. Yes, yeah, so I was like, yeah, those are the three that were like, yeah, I was, yeah, they're, they're yeah. cool. Um, Doug is super fun. Yeah, I believe it. It's, yeah. He's just super. He's his nice. mind just goes. Nice. It's and, great. I uh, love it. Nice. And to all my employers, I mean CBD. Uh, yeah. To all law enforcement, Mona Bender's my real name. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, exactly. Um, I do mean CBD, but uh, so the other ways that um, cannabis has like moved um, in popularity, uh, what TV shows do you think have helped it move up in popularity? Oh God, um, I mean I think a lot of like the sitcoms that you see, like you see things like. Futurama doing jokes about weed and you see like when we were younger you'd see like different shows like that reference it and it's just kind of not necessarily one thing in my opinion it's just kind of seeped into the collective consciousness to where it's like oh 420 haha or like this character's a stoner. Ha ha ha. Um, 
But honestly, Scooby-Doo. Nice. Because I'll- for generations, parents have been letting a stoner who talks to a dog into their children's minds. True. I give a lot of credit to That 70s Show, too. Oh, That 70s Show, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, love, I love the fact that Joe Rogan, I don't know if you listen to his podcast or watch him, but like I, he, one episode, this was years ago, he finally like gave the secret why. Uh, if you notice, uh, on that 70s show, they never actually showed them smoking marijuana. And if you right. watch um, Joe's podcast, except for um, the incident with um, the incident with um, Elon Musk, they really don't show people. They never show people actually smoking actually marijuana. Smoking, and I don't even yeah. think they showed um, Elon. No, maybe they did show Elon Musk smoking. But most of the time, it's taken off of them while they're smoking. Right. You know? And it was just because, like, as popular as it is, there's a lot of people that still, like, frown. Like, yeah. Like, just seeing it, just like, oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, like, seeing someone actually do, like, the tongue in cheek joke of it, like cutting to them in the circle and yep. it being like smoky in there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but it never actually showed. Them. They never were actually like token. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, that is a thought. True. True. So, and and I feel like he he's just a staple when it comes to cannabis. Willie Nelson. Willie, goddamn Nelson. Maybe because I'm from the South. Maybe because we're from the South. I, I'm I'm sure. Absolutely. It may be that may be the reason why. But as someone that grew up in the South, why do you believe Willie Nelson is so important when it comes to the popularity of cam- cannabis? Uh, well, for one thing, Willie Nelson stepped off the Mayflower and planted a weed plant on Plymouth Rock, and he's been smoking ever since. I just I, honestly, that's. I think that's part of it. It's, you know, he's a person that you can point to and be like, he's like 93 years old and he's been smoking pot since 1956. Yeah. If it was going to kill anyone, it would have been him by now. Yeah. So that, that was a thing. And then he's, he's not necessarily, when you, think about it and you know different types of stoners he's not necessarily a different type of stoner he's just very much he was a stoner of his era the 70s when like he became as well known for being a pothead that was when like potheads were outlaws you know kind of after the whole hippie thing but like you know you see a guy on a motorcycle with a leather vest you're like that guy smokes pot and that was that era, especially like in country music, where he was part of that whole gang of guys that were like outlaw country. But he's still alive. Yeah. And most of them are not. Yeah. He, he chose mar- marijuana. They chose alcohol. Yeah. And cocaine and like everything else. Yeah. But like he just, he lasted and he's been a revered person in country music the entire time and i think that's that stands out because like you don't generally have that like any rapper that wants to can smoke pot and not lose any of their fan base any rock star that wants to can smoke pot and not lose their fan base but being a country musician and being a stoner for the last 60 years yeah 
like that that speaks to longevity yeah and it it speaks to and he's just he's a good person and i think that has a lot to do with it like he's done farm aid for so long and stuff like that it endears him to people who are not necessarily pot friendly people oh yeah everybody likes willie nelson i haven't met everybody loves willie nelson he's like a dolly parton without titties or yeah um, you know he's like a dolly parton with real hair Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know how. Pop, I don't know how. Good. All right. Good luck, mom. What's your What's your What's your real name? What's your fake name? Mona. 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 All right. Good luck, no, Mona. No shade, Dolly. No, no shade, Dolly. Okay. All right. So, what other notes did you have? <laughs> I don't know. Found out she has her own like beehive, like Beyonce. Like oh, these comment sections. Do not read the comment section, Mona. I'll stay out. No shade to Dolly. I swear to God. I love Dolly Parton so much. She said she came out. She's got wigs. It's fine. Everybody knows. Probably. Um, Yeah, it... Pot kind of spills over beyond just, like, musicians and comedians. And, like, you have people, like, back in the day, like, Carl Sagan was... No, is now notorious as having been a pothead and he was a Harvard professor yeah. of like fucking astrophysics or some shit that I can't even comprehend but he started like Cosmos and like a whole generation of kids knew shit about space because of this dude and he's you know getting baked yeah like all of, and it you know it kind of shines into like responsible stoners and how it's not it's never been something that's been a myth. Yeah. You know, it's, you're not going to be out like fucked up on weed at 5 a.m. and not write your fucking dissertation or whatever. You know, you smoke and then you do the thing. Yeah, you, you, you smoke some CBD and you don't have to worry about a headache in the morning. Yeah, exactly. And um, also, when you get into like um, something I really enjoy being that I smoke fairly regularly is um like celebrity chefs like all the cooking shows and all that and then you start to learn that people that are huge in that are you know their lives are wild like Anthony Bourdain had a quote that I really just really identify with and it's um something to the effect of like every day I wake up and I have to fight the voice inside of me that says stay at home and smoke weed and watch cartoons and go out and live my life. And I, I deeply understand that because it's like if you're on the couch watching cartoons stoned, you don't have to deal with whack shit. Like it's a peaceful place. And it, as somebody who has a lot of anxiety about everything all the time, like it's kind of a barrier for me and I knowing that somebody as successful and like well-traveled as Bourdain has that thought every day when he get had what is he famous for the only thing I know about this guy is he paid off the woman was uh supposed to, this woman raped a kid apparently and then uh, oh he shit paid, he paid like he was his girlfriend and he paid him like 300,000 
for him to stop talking. Oh shit! Like, I, what is he actually famous for? What I did I, not know that. Yeah, I don't think I know him for paying off Ooh, of damn. his girlfriend's time. Like, apparently raped a seven, like raped a seventeen-year-old, and she was like maybe twice his age. Oh fuck! Yeah, like that's the only thing I know him for. But apparently he was like he had a great career, whatever he did. But like, I don't think I know it's for that because it's like you would think you would just break up with your girlfriend, be like, whoa. Uh, no, uh, I don't want to be with, yeah, no, you in that relationship. Yeah, I don't want to be with someone that's sleeping with. I did not know that. That's rough. Yeah. Uh, no, he was a chef. Okay. Um, he also, in that he, um, overdosed on heroin. So he had other things that he was dealing with, but, uh, the weed part of it, I understand. Okay. Wow. Um, Let's see. I think that's all of all of my notes. Nice, nice. So, uh, wow, I hate to end on a down note. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. New facts for me. Yeah, I mean, you dropped some gems though. Definitely, guys. We you should we should definitely make a playlist out of this. this yeah. Has, um, definitely. Somebody write it down. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Is sure, it, sure. Is there anything you like to say to your fans? Uh, hey, mama. Okay. It's good to see you. Uh, no, if you are interested in following me, not in real life, it's on Instagram at Mona FKN Bender. Um, I don't have any shows or anything coming up too soon. So just follow me and you'll find out when things are happening. Oh, guys, make sure you follow her. She's hilarious. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Sure. And you Happy guys, to be here. Thanks. And you guys have an amazing day.